superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Yo, 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 yo. My bad. Uh, day late here on the podcast. Got caught up doing a bunch of stuff on Monday, which led to no podcast for Tuesday. But I wanted to do something before the draft happened. I was just going to do a Middlecoff mailbag. And uh, then the Frank Clark trade happened. So I'll dive into some of my initial reactions on everything. My takeaways from the Chiefs side, Seattle side, and just the overall NFL side. Then I will get into uh, the Middlecoff mailbag. I got a bunch of questions. And then I'm, I'm not exactly sure when I'll do a podcast. Maybe I'll do one maybe Friday night for Saturday morning. I, I'm not exactly sure what makes the most sense. Because I'm not going to dive that deep into like rounds four and seven. But the problem with doing one on Thursday night is a lot of shit happens than on Friday. So it might make the most sense. I'll burn the midnight oil. I'll swing my pick for everyone. Give my give my takes after Friday. So we'll have obviously the first round, first through three rounds, which are the best. Uh, but before I dive into this, I just got to say, just terrible news over the weekend. Uh, I met this guy Reggie Cobb, the 49ers West Coast scout. He played at Tennessee way back in the day. He played in the NFL, and I met him when I was a graduate assistant at Fresno State. And then I, I got to know him pretty well when I was scouting. I kept in touch with him, talked to him a lot. He was just, he was legitimately as cool of a guy as I ever met in the NFL. And, and he couldn't have been any cooler to me as a mentor whenever I needed questions when I worked in the league. Just bouncing shit off, you know, questions when I do this. And just whenever I see him at a Niners practice, uh, we'd always reminisce. And he was just... He, he was a cool dude, man. He, he was. I, I never met anyone that met Reggie that did not like Reggie. It's just 
It's terrible. It just shows you died at 50, 50 years old. You know, this is an NFL level athlete, you know, that played, was an elite player in college, and he's dead. It's just, just awful. It was, I'm not shocked very often, but when I read that, I, I was shocked. And it's, it's pretty cool the NFL is going to let his son announce the 49ers second round pick. Uh, I guess that would be Friday night. So that's, I guess exciting is probably the wrong word because you wouldn't want to be there if you're him. You're there for the wrong reasons, but cool gesture. And uh, I'm telling you, I've been around the NFL, and there's a lot of frauds and just a lot of questionable individuals, a lot of good guys, but this was as good of a guy as I ever came across. Okay, on, on the trade note, let's get into Frank Clark, the trade. Everything I see on Twitter, oh my God, how could the Kansas City... Chiefs make this trade. Well, let's look at it from their perspective. All we've been talking about for the last couple years is when you have a rookie quarterback, and I think the media really struggles with this. Luckily, I'm not a journalist. I didn't go to journalism school. I went to business school. I think the more and more I follow all these these journos on, on Twitter, I think it should be mandatory that they take a couple business classes in college. If you're going to talk about pro sports where the economics are a big factor in everything that's done. Okay, let's start with Frank Clark and let's start with the trade. The Kansas City Chiefs have picked 29. Pick 29 is a glorified early second round pick, but you pay first round prices. They have a rookie quarterback who makes 5 or $6 million, makes nothing. So as we've been talking about, when you have that rookie quarterback, and I think it's fair to say over the last, since this new CBA, He's the best rookie contract quarterback we've ever seen. The most talented. Russell Wilson, probably the most accomplished. Yeah, but he's the most he's the most talented. And he hell, he's already been in a, his first year starting. They went to the AFC Championship game. So you put all your chips in the middle of the table. They traded D. Ford, who was older, not as good of a scheme fit, and just not as good as Frank Clark, because they thought they had to pay Tyreek Hill huge money. Then this situation with Tyreek Hill where his son's Arm gets broken, just terrible. I, I don't know if he did it or not. I know the kid's been taken away. I don't have any information beside the contract is no longer getting paid to him. So he was going to make between 60 and $70 million. So then they realized, well, we were going to allocate these funds to Tyree Kill. We're no longer going to do that. We want to allocate it to someone because we're going all in. We're trying to win a chip next year with Mahomes on a cheap salary. That is our goal. That is our objective. So they trade their first round pick, which is again, a glorified second round pick, but you pay a first round price at pick 29. There aren't 29 first rounders in an NFL draft. There are 32 players that get drafted in the first round, but as every GM says over the last couple weeks as they give these press conferences, we don't have 32 first round grades. So you trade that, you get an elite player that's 25 years old. And yes, I said an elite player. He was elite last year. He's a more complete player. So they put all their chips in the middle of the table. When you acquire a top-end player in the NFL, usually that guy's going to be a free agent, and it's the reason he's available. You have to double pay. You have to pay in compensation to acquire the player, which in this case was a first-round pick, which is a lot. Odell Beckham was just traded for a way higher pick. The difference between Odell Beckham, he got paid last year, so you're just acquiring this contract that's paying him like $19 million a year. Well, the thing with Frank Clark... He's a franchise tag player. You have to extend him. So what did they do? They extended him. They gave him $63 million guaranteed. If Frank Clark would have hit the open market, 
he would have probably got $75 million guaranteed. So everyone's like, oh, they overpaid. Well, I think they're looking at it. You have to pay a premium for a premium. That's just part of the deal in the NFL to acquire guys that are 24, 25, 26 years old in the prime of their career. That's just that's just what you have to do. The Rams did it a year ago with Brandon Cooks. Hell, the Patriots did it with Brandon Cooks. You got to give up first routers typically for high-end players. Jimmy Graham, Percy Harvin, those didn't work out, but that, that's what you have to do. And then you got to pay them. It's part of the deal. Now, it's, it makes way more sense to do that when you have a cheap quarterback. One of the reasons Seattle couldn't pay, they just paid Russell Wilson $107 million in guaranteed cash. Bobby Wagner, I'm pretty sure, is going to be a free agent next year. He's going to get huge cash. He's their second best player. Well, Frank Clark is their third best player. So they, they, they can't pay all three of these guys 60 to $70 million, two guys 60 to $70 million, and then have another guy $100 million. But I thought Chris Mortensen had a good tweet. People freak out about cash on Twitter when it comes to these contracts. This isn't 1999. This isn't the NBA. The salary cap is not plateaued. It rises by around $10 million every year for the last six years. So in the last six years, it's gone up 60 plus million dollars. It's $198 million. So you look at the Chiefs. You go, God, we're not paying Mahomes anyone that much money. Who else can we pay? Well, we're already paying Kelsey. We're already paying, uh, you know, we paid the Honey Badger. We're about to pay Chris Jones, who's probably our best defensive player. We got to pay some guys. We we might as well take advantage. That's the whole point. That is why the Cleveland Browns, who got a ton of credit, and it was the easiest trade Dorsey will ever make for pick 17 Peppers and that late third-round pick for Odell Beckham. But they also acquired an enormous Odell Beckham contract. And again, I I love Odell. I'm just playing the counter-argument here. That he gets banged up a lot. I'm pretty sure Frank Clark's missed like no time over the last four years. I think I saw on Twitter he's missed four games over a four-year period of time. Durable player who fits their scheme perfectly. I also think that were they looking to trade D. Ford if they would have known Tyreek Hill's situation was going to happen? Maybe, maybe not. But that, that you can't plan for everything. You have to be light on your feet. You got to have contingency plans. And when information changes... You can't act like Skip Bayless and say LeBron sucks in perpetuity. Like, when you get information that LeBron's pretty good, you got to change your opinion. And in the NFL, they got information. Tyreek Hill got nailed and they're no longer paying him. Well, they had already traded D. Ford. So, boom, you pivot. Let's use that pick 29 to go get to go get Frank Clark because he's available. You, maybe you could have done it for Patrick Peterson's. Maybe they called. I think Patrick Peterson's a little overvalued. The difference also is you trade pick 29 for Patrick Peterson, he's going to want another contract. That would be his third contract. You're giving Frank Clark his second. I, I don't mind trading for players and giving him their second contract. CC Khalil Mack. Now, he's the best version. What did the Bears have to do to get Khalil Mack? They had to trade two first-rounders and a third-round pick and then give him $90 million guaranteed. This is the cost of doing business. And in a couple years when the salary cap has risen exponentially, it won't look that terrible. I gave the analogy today on my on my Twitter show. Three and a half or two and a half years ago, I moved into this condo. It was like the peak of the Bay Area real estate, which is still kind of out of control, but it was super out of control then. The the price to pay for the condo, I bid fifty five thousand dollars over the asking price, and I still came in fourth. And then I had to write a letter, and I you know I said how great of a guy I was, and I was career was taken off, and they gave it to me. But it was crazy. I remember my dad thinking, like, you're nuts. 
I'm like, this is the price of business, dad. This is what, oh, this is what I got to do. I had some people recommending like, bro, just find another place. I'm like, every place is like this. Well, two and a half years later, I've earned, this place has gone up $100,000 of what I ended up paying for it, which was $55,000 over the asking price. And I think you look at premium players in the NFL a lot like that. You got to overpay, but then if they're good, it's actually an underpay. If you look at the big picture, because it's only going like Bay Area real estate, up, 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 up. Here's the thing with Seattle. They went all in on Russell Wilson. Right move. I actually think the contract is kind of cheap. I would have paid him like 130, 140 guaranteed. I would have guaranteed his whole damn contract. I would have done whatever. So I actually think they gave him a pretty good contract. For whatever reason, they don't love Frank Clark. There are some domestic violence, you know, in his past. He's had some issues. He had issues coming out. I don't think he's had any issues, at least publicly, that, that we know about right now. But they made a decision to move on. They got two first round picks. I will say this, John Snyder historically doesn't use a lot of first round picks. He trades back. So maybe he just wanted this pick 29 to then trade back in the second round for a couple second round picks. I, I don't know. Because now, for unlike the Chiefs, who can have extra money to pay guys, because they cut some older players, Eric Berry, Houston, but because their quarterback's cheap. The, the Seattle Seahawks, in their team building exercise, because they're paying Russell so much money, they're about to pay Bobby Wagner so much money, it's just where they are economically, they could use a couple first-round picks or maybe a first-round pick and multiple second-round picks. They could use that cost certainty. But the Chiefs are in a completely different phase of their team building. I also question this. Frank Clark, again, was their third-best player last year. Russell, Bobby, and him. It's a big loss. They are not going to get as good of a player at pick 29 for 2019. Now, maybe that guy becomes a better player in a couple years, but that's a negative right now for a team that was in the playoffs last year. I've said it on my other podcasts. I probably said it here. I think Seattle, they would have been my pick if Frank Clark would have stayed to win the division next year. Uh, just because they're so young, they're ascending, they had a first-round pick. They were going to be really good. Now they have two first-round picks, which is, again, good in theory. But this is a team that's trying to win 11, 12 games this year. And we see it every year. It's hard to ask. Like, half the first-rounders aren't going to have that big of an impact year one. Some of them take some time. Look at D. Ford. D. Ford's a great example. His career kind of got rolling year three, year four. Not, and he was a pick in the 20s. Like, it's hard to nail picks in the 20s. It's easier to dra- draft guys in the top 10. So I understand it from Seattle's perspective. But everyone thinks the Chiefs, at least on social media, are batshit crazy. I actually think this was an easy deal for Andy Reid. He's trying to win a championship in 2019, right now. So you you put all your chips in the middle of the table. Like, what's pick 29 going to get him? Now, yeah, you get Nikhil Harry or get a corner or whatever. And again, that guy might be good in a couple years. You're trying to win now. Just like, yeah, pick 17 would have helped the Browns. They're trying to win now. Why? Because their quarterback's cheap. We've talked about it over and over and over and over again. Yet whenever these teams do it, we kind of pick and choose whether we like the move. Yet we're all proponents of that philosophy. So the Chiefs executed that philosophy. They went all in. The, the, their moves are a little weird in the sense that they traded D. Ford for essentially Frank Clark and added a first-round pick, but they didn't know the Tyreek Hill situation was going to happen. So that kind of changed them. Again, you have to be fluid with your opinions on stuff. And with your decision-making, new information, whether you run an NFL team, 
whether you do what I do for a living, you just new information comes and you have to pivot. If you refuse to pivot, you will get screwed, enrolled. The Chiefs are better off in 2019, which is their goal right now, is to win a Super Bowl this year. As long as they have Mahomes, they're going to be good for the next 10 years. But their team right now is equipped to win. And I think they made a good trade. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Okay, let's get into the uh, the Middlecoff mailbag. Just loaded inbox of dudes asking questions. 
thought oh, really quick, I, someone just actually sent me this. Another piece of news that came out today was Robbie Gold. Schefter tweeted, in a turn of events, 49ers franchise kicker Robbie Gold has pulled his contract proposals that he sent to San Francisco and told the team he will not negotiate and sign a long-term deal. He would like to be traded, Gold said Tuesday. And the, the question was just thoughts on this in the Middlecoff mailbag. My thoughts on this are simple. The NFL is a management and team league, which means it's a fan-friendly league because fans like teams. They like players, but they like their teams to be able to control those players and not be able to leave. Well, when you're Frank Clark, when you're Khalil, when you're Russell Wilson, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the the high-end Odell Beckham, you, you got a little leverage, right? Even if you're under contract for more money. When you are the kicker and a 37-year-old kicker to boot, you have zero leverage. I talked to a, someone I'm close with with the 49ers, and my text was simple. This was last week. I'm like, is it just me, or is this a laughable situation? And he basically responded like, yeah, this is a joke. I, I'm sorry, Robbie Gold. I get you don't want to live in California. He's lived at the uh, Santa Clara Marriott the last couple years. He wants to go back to Chicago. They ran you out of town because you weren't playing well. Then the Niners threw out a lifeline for you. You resurrected your career. You played well in pretty meaningless games. I got news for you. Well, they're franchised you. I went to his contract every year he's been paid in his career. He's had like a 14-year career or whatever. He's made over $5 million one time. That is what the franchise tag is. So, Robbie, yeah, we all want our cake and eat it too. You ain't going anywhere, my man. And I'm sorry, kickers, especially 37-year-old kickers, they ain't dictating the terms. Their leverage equals zero. What's he going to do? Not show up? Well, seriously, he's not going to show up? He's not going to play for $5 million? I call bullshit on that one. So my, my thoughts are, Robbie Gold, sign the damn contract, show up and kick for a year. Maybe they'll let you out next year. But they're going to franchise you two years in a row? Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I got... I don't have any sympathy for Robbie Gold. You're making $5 million and you're a 37-year-old kicker. And you haven't kicked a meaningful kick in years. Hi, John. Is there a point in the draft we will know definitely what when Gruden isn't listening to Mayock? What is the telltale sign? Uh, no, I, I don't know. I think if they were to trade up for Kyler Murray, I'd be a little shocked if Mayock wanted to do that. Uh, so if they if somehow the Cardinals don't take Kyler Murray... And then let's say that he falls to the Niners at two. And the Niners trade two to four for four, 24, and like a second round pick. I would say, yeah, Gruden's in full control. I it, It's like last year, once they traded a third round pick for Martavius Bryant, you just went, uh, this is, this is Gruden. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be a little harder to tell. Uh, I think we got a pretty good feel for the type guys Mike likes. To me, if they go offense, 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 it's Gruden. I think that's the telltale sign is Gruden. I mean, all he's done is sign offensive players this summer. He's brought in, I heard Mike Lombardi say in his podcast, brought in like eight wide receivers in his top 30. You get 30 visits. You sign Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams and Ryan Grant. You still brought in eight receivers for your top 30 visits. You should bring every one of your top 30 visits should have been defensive players. Maybe a couple offensive linemen. They should have been defensive players. You have three first-round picks in your defense. The last five or six years has been the worst defense I've ever seen. So I, I, I think it'll be, if it's all offensive guys, you know Gruden, uh, yeah, is losing it. 
Big fan of the pod. Random question. Has Colin ever suggested to you that you host while he's out on weekly vacation? I think your insight in the NFL will give a good show change up. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, he hasn't. Uh, but I would, I mean, I, I would be the highlight of my life. So, yes. Also, how long do you think it will take Miami to rebound with Fitz, Fitzpatrick? Yeah, he's a little chubby. But as he said, he had, what does he have, six kids. They had a, a bunch of birthdays. You're eating cake. Uh, yeah, I think Miami screwed. They're, they're going to be pretty terrible this year. Any chance a factor not talked about with the Niners schedule is there's only one afternoon game at Levi's until late October. The heat issue is real. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the way they built the stadium, the heat just pumps right there. It's a little hotter in, in the South Bay than it is up, you know, kind of where I live and where the Coliseum is and where the candlestick used to be. I mean, there's a marine layer. There, There is not a marine layer down there. I'm trying to think, like, when I worked in Philadelphia, we did not have a sun problem. Uh, now, granted, the sun just beats a little harder here. It just, it is what it is. It's never changing. I, I would imagine that's something the Niners push for. But the thing, this is California. Just because you play a game in late November, it still could be 80 degrees, you know, on, on a Sunday afternoon. But, uh, that's 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 some good uh, good, good knowledge by you to, to find that out. Okay, uh, huge Eagles fan here. First off, thank you for your hard work within the time of the organization. I feel like you're thanking like a vet in the Marines like I do. Whenever I see a vet like at the airport or something, you try to buy him a beer and you go, thanks for your service. That's what you're doing here. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. With baseball and basketball being heavy into analytics, I heard the Eagles have a large analytics staff within the organization. Do you think in a situation, do you think it is for situations or players, i.e. go for it on fourth down or take a quarterback because he makes third amount of time? Yeah. So do you think it's based on like game management stuff or actual players? I think it's a combination of them both. I think Howie is one of the most unique guys in the league because he has an analytical brain, but he's got a good feel for players. They have one of Howie's right-hand guys named Alec Hallaby. He's a Harvard guy. He's like a mad scientist genius. So I, I think he works with a lot of that. I think Jeffrey Lurie is a pretty progressive guy. He likes that. I think he loves going forward on fourth down. That's something that the analytics crew, Howie, Hallaby, and all those people inside the Eagles building loved going forward on fourth down. When they interviewed Chip, remember Chip at Oregon, we used to always go forward on fourth down. And I, I remember hearing a story that the analytic guy was like, Ask him, like, we love you're doing this. You're so ahead of the curve. And he's like, actually, the reason I go for it is my kicker sucks. So I, I think sometimes you can overthink it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, going forward on fourth down, who doesn't like going forward on fourth down? I mean, every fan sitting at their couch likes going forward on fourth down. Now, the one I think they're really into is, like, when you're down 15, you go for two the first time instead of going for it the second time around. So if you're down 15 points with, like, five minutes to go, you go for two the first time. I personally don't like that. Uh, I like going for two the second time. Maybe I'm analytically wrong. That's just a gut feeling. Maybe I'm a little more gut than I am numbers. Uh, what is the dollar amount figure you'd pay for Haberman's head of hair? My my co-host on my other show, Haberman Middlecoff, he was calling the Oregon game. Uh, Justin Herbert, he said it was pretty sweet. There was like 35,000 people there. Herbert, I mean, the other ones played. The Oregon's going to be a top 10 team. He reported back, said Herbert, you know, was kind of hit or miss, made some sweet throws, has some misses. I think he's going to be a pretty picked apart prospect this year. But Haberman just has elite show hair. 
Uh, I, you know, I'd pay probably, I don't know, 10 grand for that level hair. You know, I, I've thought about, I've thought about getting hair plugs, but you know, the, the bald look is now kind of defines me. So, but I, I'm not against change. It, you know, if, if you look at like, I'm in my mid forties and all of a sudden I got a head of hair. If they, if modern medicine changes, don't be shocked. I, I, I'm not afraid to pivot. Hey, John, huge Brown fan here. Thoughts on John Dorsey and what he has been able to do. And is Hugh Jackson the worst head coach of all time? Yes. I think Hugh Jackson statistically is the worst head coach of all time. I, I think John Dorsey is just wired exactly like Andy and Veach are doing still in Kansas City. He's aggressive. He, he has taken swings for the fence. He is a home run hitter. He might bat you know, 280 and strike out a lot, but he's going to hit 55 home runs. And I appreciate that mindset. You, you can't operate scared. Belichick's the best GM probably ever, but he's also had a unique opportunity where he's had Tom Brady for 20 years. And Tom Brady's never makes that much money. So they're always being able to be pretty, you know, pretty agile. Where I think most GMs, you either got to be really conservative or really aggressive. And I'll always lean with the guy that's really aggressive. John Dorsey can pick guys. Like he knows who can play and who can't play. But his best attribute to me is he's got balls. And most people that I personally admire, professionally, personally, in life, uh, have, have, have balls. Have large stones. And John Dorsey does not GM scared. So I, I do think he made a very, very bold move, though, with the coach hiring Freddie Kitchens. That's putting a lot on a guy that's called plays for eight months, or excuse me, eight eight games. I mean, never been a play caller through halfway through the season when they fired Hugh and Todd Haley. But he, he hasn't he has a good team for him. I mean, the team on paper is pretty loaded. So I like John Dorsey. A little, little, little bit of a meathead, but he's an aggressive meathead. If you're going to be a meathead, don't play scared, and he doesn't. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't, hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts, 
for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. With Russell Wilson's new deal, is there any money left on the table to sign Frank Clark? This is a little bit of an old uh, <laughs> Middlecoff mailbag question, and I think we have the answer. No. Uh, resident Bucks fan here. You haven't talked much about the future of Coach of the year of this upcoming season. What gifts? I'm predicting him, Bruce Arians, is winning it once again after taking the Bucks to the playoffs. What do you think needs to happen for him to win it this season? Playoff berth, wins versus losses. Also, I have seen a trend over the last couple years that first-year coaches getting coach of the year. Nagy, McVay. Why is it that first-year coaches seem to get more often? I also think because their bar's lower. They're usually taking over for a terrible coach. For example, Nagy was taken over for, who was, oh, Fox. I mean, Fox had mailed it in. McVay was taken over for Fisher, who who was done. So the bar is super low. So if you make the playoffs after taking over for a slappy head coach, you're viewed highly. My problem with the Arians thing, their schedule's really hard. Their division is difficult. And I'm not the biggest Jameis guy. Though, if anyone was going to fix Jameis, it would be Arians. I think Bruce Arians, I've talked about it all the time, is a top five, six, seven coach in the NFL. So whether he wins the division, or excuse me, the award or not, I think they they easily had the best hire of the offseason. To me, the problem is just that, I don't know, man. Again, their schedule, I think Jameis is a pretty big question mark, even for Arians. They, they might be a year or two away from really kind of bouncing back. The division... The Panthers are kind of in shambles, but they're still a better team than the Bucks. The the Falcons just had a bunch of injuries. They're going to be really good, and the Saints are one of the team, uh, one of the league's best teams. Do you think a team will reach for DK Metcalf in the top 15, 10, 15 picks? Considering that Corey Davis and John Ross were picked in the top ten a few years ago, I feel like someone will try to get them early. The difference is the Corey Davis year was a bad receiver draft, and the John Ross is just an all time overdraft. I heard, I think Todd McShay say, a lot of DK Metcalf's short shuttle and three-cone drills are equivalent of like Tom Brady. 
Like DK Metcalf is a straight line player with questionable hands. Freak athlete, but probably a little too muscled up. I think at the end of the day, the league has gotten a lot smarter. I'd be a little shocked if he goes in the top 20. Just again, the measurables, all that shit, eye-popping, right? He can he can run like a cheetah. He can jump like LeBron. He's got some highlight plays. If you just go to YouTube, if you just watch his highlights, you're like, Jesus, this guy is unreal. But he can only run a couple routes. He's a little muscle-bound. And I think this draft, while it's not a top-heavy draft, guys going in the top 20, there are a ton of players that are going to be viewed as better players than DK Metcalf. Keem Butler, Nikhil Harry, Marquise Brown, A.J. Brown, his own teammate. So, I, to me, Jacksonville, if I was Jacksonville, I would take the tight end from Iowa, Hawkinson, before I take D.K. Metcalf. But I, I like your question. Now, would it shock me if he goes in the top 15? No. But most of the GMs uh, I talk to, not that I talk to that many, uh, think that you know he's a little bit of an overrated prospect. And that, that was actually when I, I talked to them about that during the combine. I continue reading mock drafts, and so many look alike. In your time as a scout, were you ever blown away by teams drafting players multiple rounds away from where you valued the player? Does it happen often in player evaluations similar team to team? For sure. I remember like my second year in Philly, the Patriots took a dude in the second round. Forget his name. Safety. Was it Tevin Smith or Tevin something? Out of Illinois, I think. And we had him as an undrafted free agent. Now, the guy was terrible. But I, I, I think once you get a, probably away from the first round, you see guys drafted in the second and third round that you have as undrafted free agents. And it probably works the other way around, too. You might draft, your team might draft a guy in the second or third round that another team wouldn't touch. Scheme fit is part of it. Character plays a big part. The medical plays a big part. It, there's so many, like, I, I think if you just looked at it like this, take the football away. Let's just say I got a guy, I went to, uh, I walked on to Cal's campus and I went to their business school and I just grabbed a random kid, you know, that's a junior in college and he's a real, he's at the University of Berkeley. So the top public university in America, super smart kid, clearly. Let's say the guy's there on an academic scholarship. So he's probably going place. He's going to get a good job. Well, if I took that guy to like 10 different businesses and had that guy interview, half the businesses might not like him. Whatever personality, might not think he's the right fit. Half, one person might love him. The other person, three other people are like, yeah, we'd hire him. It's no different in football. There are different strokes for different folks. Different people value different people differently. Whether Just from a football standpoint, but it's the draft, especially the first round, and I'd say the first couple rounds, are about more than football. It's about how you're wired, how much I think you love football, how much I think the money's going to phase you. Because I'm drafting you in the first round. I'm giving you millions of dollars. And as someone that's yet to earn millions of dollars, but has just started earning like hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, in my mid th- early 30s, I-, I was making nothing in my 20s. I, I don't know how I would have reacted if someone would have gave me 500 grand at 22. I would have had no clue what to do, right? I- 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 hell, I... I would have a decent idea what to do if someone handed me $10 million right now. But I'm way more equipped than I was 12 years ago. When I'm 34 now, so 12 years ago I would have been 22. No chance. I would have I would have had no clue what to do. None. So I, I, I think now some of these guys are just really mature. They have the right people in their life. I, I think it's all it's a complicated process. And when you hear it's so cliche, right? This is not a this is a 
there's no like exact way to do it, right? There's just this is science. They can say that, and now I'm screwing it up. I, I think it's fair because I, I don't think it's not an exact science. It was what I was looking for. It's not. There's not. There's not some. You can't throw it in some query and say I'm drafting 16. Who's the exact player I should draft that will be a seven time Pro Bowler? If it did, it'd be a lot easier. Hey, huge Bucks fan here. If Josh Allen were to fall to five, do you think we should pick him over Devin White? Talk to a buddy in the NFL that thought they were pretty deep at linebacker. Uh, this was a pro scout that's like, I don't quite get it. I, I think they're pretty good at linebacker. They run a 3-4 defense now with Todd Bowles coming. They need a 3-4 outside linebacker. They need a pass rusher. Well, guess who's a 3-4 outside linebacker? Josh Allen. I wonder if they're telling everyone they want Devin White, so maybe the Raiders or someone takes Devin White and Josh Allen falls to them. Because to me, Josh Allen makes a lot of sense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To me, that's the ideal fit in the first round. Josh Allen to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a 3-4 outside linebacker. That's that's who I would draft if I was them. And I like Devin White. I would take Devin White. If I'm the Raiders, I'd rather have Devin White than Josh Allen. But I run a 4-3 defense. He's a stand-up outside pass rusher. What is your opinion on the Chicago Bears schedule? Colin Coward thinks the Bears will only win nine games, and he doesn't believe in Trubisky at all, even though Trubisky showed major improvements. Colin thinks the Packers will win the division. With the Bears' top five defense, I see the Bears winning 12 or 13 games. I would agree. Maybe not 13, but I see them winning 11. I I do not. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to be motivated. I don't bet on their coach. I think he's over his head. I think the Lions stink. Maybe not stink, but they're not that good. And uh, terrible what happened, you know, Matt Stafford's wife. They found a tumor. She had surgery. It looks like she's going to be okay. I've always been a Matt Stafford guy, but Patricia, I'm not a big fan. I do think the Vikings will be better. And if I remember correctly, the Bears beat the Vikings twice. I think they did. So they'll probably split that. Now, I, I just... They'll be fine. I think the Bears are a 10 or 11 win team. I think the Packers, best case, are probably 9 and 7. And that's even with Rodgers. I just, I don't trust the coach, man. What do you think the Steelers need to focus on in the draft to ensure they get back to championship contender? Secondary, linebacker to try to fill Shazier's spot, receiver. I think they've been pretty consistent drafting receivers past the first round and nailing it. You know, Juju, hell, Antonio, Mike Wallace, all those guys were drafted after the first round. To me, it's defense, 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 defense. <clears throat> I, I'm pretty sure they, they were, I don't know if they led the league in sacks. I think the Chiefs did. They were a top three sack team in the league. They, their pass rush is good. Their team speed in the back seven is not good. You're right. They I thought they were the best team in the NFL up until the moment that Ryan Shazier, uh, who awesomely looks like he's, I don't even know if awesomely is a word, but it's awesomely that he's, bounce back and he, at least he could walk and it's just an incredible story that guy was a badass and when he was on the field their team was awesome uh and they haven't quite been the same since they've lost that hole just a speed playmaking just guy that's able to make every tackle so if they could somehow get Devin Bush uh to me that'd be that'd be the pick and then secondary whether it's safeties corners they need it all they just they don't have enough players in the back end their coverage is consistently shitty so I would say either linebacker or some sort of DB, whether it's safety or whether it's corner. Okay, last one here. Let's see if I can get another one. Where's Tuesday's pod? That's what I'm getting a lot of. So maybe it's... Okay, as a Jets fan, 
This is one year I don't care what they do in the draft. Trade down or take Williams, Allen, Bosa at three. What do you think the Jets should do? I think they need to get Sam Darnold help. Whenever you draft a quarterback really high or as a guy, as a young player, proves that he's a legit player, you got to go all in. So to me, they, they signed some guys on defense. That's why you paid Greg Williams a lot of money. you got to get Sam Darnold help. So whether that's trading down, going to sign a tight end, you know, drafting a tight end, whether that's drafting an uh, offensive lineman, you have to build around Sam Darnold. He is your future. So I ideally would trade back, take an offensive lineman with that pick. Hopefully in the trade back, I would be able to acquire a second round pick. Obviously, I don't have a second-round pick because I traded up last year for Sam Darnold. So I need to try to recoup a second-round pick. I would love to go from like 3 to 8, 3 to 9, 3 to 10, draft an offensive lineman, and then use one of those second-round picks just, hell, on a receiver. That would be my plan of attack if I was Mike McCagnin. The problem is, I don't think Mike McCagnin is very good, so who knows what they're going to do. Appreciate everyone listening. Sorry I was a day late. Not a dollar short, though, and I will see you a little later this week. It's officially draft time, baby. So get ready. It's here, baby. Woo! Thanks for uh, listening. Appreciate it. And uh, tell all your friends. Talk to you soon. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are, or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.